0: You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad. We're delighted this week to bring you some musical talent, some Irish-based and some North American-based, and we heard from Emmett Cahill. Well, Emmett is County Westmeath. Well, we're going to County Tipperary now virtually, and we're going to meet Anya Minogue, and Anya is from Borysa She's now living in the Boston area, and uh, she is a harpist and a vocalist, And she has been on the scene for many years, and uh, it's my first opportunity to have a chat with Anya. And Anya, welcome.
1: So, thanks, Nock Austin, so much for having me. It's lovely.
0: Anya, tell us a little bit about yourself and your musical career and how you got into all this.
1: Sure. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned Persa Keane because I'm, you know, very proud of my hometown and um, very proud of Tipperary. And um, so, I grew up, you know, I was born and raised in Tipperary and came to. New England as an adult, and I went away to school when I was a young one. It's very common; it was very common then to go to a boarding school, and so I had a wonderful teacher. Her name was uh, Eileen Walsh, Sister Eileen Walsh, and she was just spectacular, and did all kinds of wonderful stuff with us. And you know, I came from a very musical family. Um, my brother Noel is a fine box player, and my sister Sheila is a wonderful singer. Genuinely, just wonderful. So I was blessed to be raised with um, great siblings, talented siblings, and a lot of great teachers along the way. It was a, a school called the Mercy Convent in Tume And um, when I was there, there was a 114-piece orchestra, which is kind of extraordinary.
0: I knew it. There had to be a Galway influence there somewhere.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, of Galway. Indeed, indeed. Music in the family and a school with over 100 people in the orchestra, all the instruments would have been there. What attracted you to the harp?
1: You know, honestly, th- the same thing as I love about it now. I just love the sound of it. And um, there's something, you know, when you, I, I don't know, it's just very tactile. You put your hands there. There's nothing between you and the strings. You know, there's no bow. There's no frets. And um, it seems that people really seem to like it. It's very pleasant. And it's sort of, this is going to sound weird, but it kind of carries me away. It takes me out of myself, And... I love the idea that maybe it might do the same for other people.
0: Interesting you should say that, because when you mentioned the tactile aspect of it, obviously the touch, um, it, it it carries you away as you play.
1: Well, I, you know, I, I aspire. I aspire, <laughs> you know.
0: So with music in the family and having spent your time growing up and involved in music at school, at what point did you make a decision that... Music was something you were interested in doing as a career.
1: You know, I kind of always had a, if you will, a secret kind of a dream of doing it. And when I was growing up, there weren't really, with very few exceptions, there were, you know, very few professional musicians, uh, you know, who could make a living at it. And I was a sort of a shy, sort of a young one. So, um, but I always dreamed of it. And, And my teacher, Eileen Walsh, said to me one day, she said, you know, you should, you should go up to Dublin and join the orchestra. And I think when she said that to me, it sort of planted the seeds of possibility. And when I came to the States, I didn't think anyone would be bothered with the harp. And that really wasn't the case. It wasn't the case at all. So, and I loved, I loved the the slower side of the tradition. You know, the, um, the beautiful ears that were written for the harp and that were meant to be played on the harp that, I don't hear as much, I just love playing those and um, that's kind of my favourite thing really to be honest.
0: So Anya, before you emigrated were you involved much in the music scene in Ireland and how did you find it? Um,
1: Well, you know, I did, (laughs) it's funny you should ask, I did my training uh, at a couple of the the castles. Um, My first job was in like a medieval castle playing the harp at Bunratty and um, I spent a bit of time in Dunguera which... Is a more liter- it was a more literary program and, you know, covered a lot of the poetry and plays and stuff like that, um, which I really loved a lot. And I've never kind of lost that. It was a nice continuation from what the nuns were teaching us, which was very rich and just lovely stuff, you know.
0: And when did you emigrate?
1: Oh, my God. I See, if I tell you that, you might know my age, and that's my greatest secret of all. No. <laughs> you know what? I'm here over 20 years, to be honest.
0: it's all out there on the web. You can't hide these things anymore.
1: I know you can't. Now, how long are you here, Austin? Are you here a long time?
0: 1988, we emigrated.
1: Yeah, oh, lovely. And, uh, yeah. Um, it took me a little while uh, to even realise that it was possible. and um, And then... Probably a couple of years, and within a fairly short period of time, I'd stopped working and I'd had a child um, very soon after I came here. So I was delighted that I could, you know, work at it. It, was, it turned out to be a lovely profession, oddly enough, to have a family. So um, I, I stuck to the area and did a lot of community work, which I loved. And the recording was kind of a hobby, you know what I mean? It was like that was my. You know, for my own thing, and then it flipped, and it went the other way where the recording became very important
0: before we talk about the new release um, your work has been featured on quite a lot of what are very prestigious compilations, the likes of Putumayo. How did you get noticed by these organizations
1: you've you've you asked great questions I am because I think that's so um what actually happened was i was in what's called the gift market and the only way that you could sort of record and not tour was to go that route and um so a lot of uh the shops would play this it over the loudspeaker and people would like it and they would have no idea who i was but they would buy it and over time it developed into um you know, uh, and a very nice fan base of lovely people. I'm very blessed. And then um, at a point after Riverdance, and thanks to all those wonderful things that raised the profile for all of us, which was a wonderful thing, um, then a lot of the majors were paying attention. And I sort of had the, the great opportunity to kind of choose which one I wanted. And I swear to God, you know how I chose it? Um, there, you know, there's that... Little dog called Nipper on RCA Victor.
0: His master's voice.
1: <laughs> I went with the dog. <laughs>
0: so. so since that time, you've quite a few um, recordings out there, and the most recent in the, in the name of Stillness, uh, Celtic meditation music. Well, you're a harpist. You also sing.
1: I do. I, I do sing, and that was very much an accident. Accident. And um, but for a couple of albums, including this most recent one and the other Medi- Celtic meditation music album, I, I put the singing aside and just went straight for what I really love to do. If I could just play, even in concerts, if I could play ears all day long, or you know, all through the show, I'd, I would be happy to do that. <laughs>
0: So, Anya, where then are you able to uh, achieve or, or get performances and gigs? Are you on the house concert circus or are there venues in and around the Boston area that are good for your style of music and uh, likewise within the northeast, etc.?
1: I do. And I do. Um, I often sort of encapsulate into two points in the year, which is March and December. Um I have a kind of a, a lot of holiday material that I've researched over the years because um, with the albums there's a, there's a, they're usually like a thematic concept and uh, so sometimes I'll try and do shows at specific times of year like Halloween because I've written and talked a lot about that and I love to do a holiday show and talk about the winter shows just the New Grange and all the history because I'm really into it and it's surprising how much other people are and so I do most play mostly new england um i'll be heading to maryland now in another couple of weeks and i do you know workshops and stuff with the harp over weekends and a big a huge area of exposure for me actually was pandora um it sort of brought me from the old system into the new digital age and pandora has been very very good to me um so i'm very grateful for that
0: So if anyone's looking for information, your website, I know, is com, and the CD is in the name of Stillness, and all your other albums and information is listed there. I assume you're also with the online distributors and marketers?
1: It is. It's it's kind of um, hilarious trying to get it all done, but it's done. It's up. (laughs) Yes.
0: Anya, have you managed to make it up to Canada yet and have any performances here?
1: You know, I, I've been to Toronto because I, my, my brother actually lives in Toronto. Um, so the Minogue name is being carried over in Canada because he has six children and, uh, just, you know, great kids. And, um, but I haven't actually met it there to perform and I would love to. i especially love to go, um, you know, to, towards Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island, but it's on my bucket list. So, um, just ask me and I'll come, you know, no problem. <laughs>
0: Anya Minogue, it's been a pleasure. And the website again is com, and you'll find out all the information there. And uh, I do hope we get the opportunity maybe to hear you perform on the side of the border at some stage in the future. And uh, I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been a real honour and a pleasure chatting with you. And we're going to share some of your music with the listeners this morning.
1: Thank you, Austin. Thank you so much. And thanks for your support over the years because we, we live and die by... Um, by people like you. Even if you're from Galway, we're going to let that go, all right? But (laughs) thank you so much.
0: We've been chatting with Anya Minogue and this interview is also available on the podcasts for Irish Radio Canada. You can subscribe if you visit the website www.irishradio.ca and the interview will be repeated uh, each day this week, 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern Time and uh, you can catch it Either streaming or a podcasting. You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad.